let's take a look at something. Um, these folks, I'm not particularly familiar with. So we're over at a uh, worldwildlife.org initiatives and climate. Well, what the heck darn is that? Let's take a look. So I'm on world, uh, worldwildlife.org and then they, uh, they have tabs and you can take a look at, um, some of their initiatives, things they take serious. And one of them is climate. And so we're on the climate p- page and they have an overview. Let's take a look at it. Quote, Our world is changing faster than anyone predicted. Already, freshwater supplies are shrinking, agricultural yields are dropping, our forests are burning, and rising oceans are more acidic, all in part due to a warming climate. As our national world changes around us, so does our natural, excuse me, I said national, hmm, As our natural world changes around us, so does our way of life. Coastal home values drop as insurance premiums rise. Drought reduces reduces feed for American farmers' cattle and water for their crops. More pollen and dust in the air aggravates asthma and allergies in kids and adults alike. At the world at the worldwildlife.org, which for some reason they're going with WWF. Alright. Um, so at WWF, we believe we can fight this consequential threat and build a safer, healthier, and more resilient future for people in and nature. We must rethink the way we produce and consume energy, food, and water protect the world's forest, and help people prepare for a changing world. Achieving this future will require action by everyone, and we are already well on our way. People are using their collective voices to demand change. Businesses are making investments in clean energy, already creating local jobs and stronger economies. Communities are redesigning their roads, buildings, airports, and railroads to make them climate resilient. And nations around the world are committed to delivering on a landmark global plan to curb climate change, known as the Paris Agreement. (laughs) Man, how long ago did they type this overview? (laughs) Might want to update that one, buddy. Uh, Continuing, final um, little sentence paragraph in this overview. Quote, for decades, WWF, has engaged with millions of Americans, leading businesses, and government leaders to prepare for inevitable change and reduce the emissions that drive climate change. All right, and so that is what I know about um, this organization on climate change so far. Now, let's go to what led me to this organization. William Jackson calls me the N-word in front of my mother. That's right! I creep under the shadow, the foggiest mist, and leap up into battle. The plot is intense. 
I'll leave a nigga rattled It's hostile and tense So please don't be baffled At how I mob up in this Now I present masculine As he when y'all see him A man But don't confuse me with Paul either They call themselves MGTOW And I know what you gon' say But it's a simple fact That you're not going your own way You go with traffic on the road Built by the state A libertarian With Uncle Sam's license plate You're not carving a new path You walk on a trekked line You go with the green light And stop at the red sign Rugged individual Is what they claim as they see Spaghetti arm, soft skin, gamer gate dweeb, internet neocon, 4chan troll. Delete and block on the spot is where your spam goes. Y'all can't straw man of your dishonest shows, but we'll troll your bite back by making comments closed. Black Petty Jack, I do it straight out of spite, cause I like to see you whine about how they're taking our rights. SJWs delete what I speak. Political correctness is keeping us weak. They wanna take my fun and my freedom of speech. Ain't nobody trying to hurt your little legion of geeks. We got issues to cover. Black bodies in the street. Native women missing, getting slaughtered as we speak. We'll start shooting cops from their faces to feet. We have more by the Some old Indian thing. What's it for? Well, I don't know much about Indians, but I do know tools. And if I had to guess, I'd say you jam one of these in the back of a white man's skull, twist the handle like so, and then your blood runs out through the hole here. Yep, that's what it's for. Righto. Now, let's head on over to uh, msn.com and see what these folks are talking about. Uh, They have an article up three days ago. Uh, by Sydney Yeats. I'm guessing the name is Sydney Yeats. Sydney, C Y D N E Y, and Yeats, Y E A T E S. Article up by Sydney Yeats for MSN.com under Metro. Headline Ellie Goulding pushes for climate change action as she's named WWF Ambassador. And I'll tell you what, folks, some years ago, um, 12 years ago, it was 2010, and um, this cool new device came out called an iPod Touch Generation 4. And as a person that refused to get a cellular telephone, because why? Right? The phone bill is wicked. The payment plan is wicked. Why would I do that to my working class self? So I got one of those iPod Touch deals, and for somewhere like seven bucks a month, I could have a Skype account. And through my cable um, subscription, there was Wi-Fi all over town, so I had a cell phone with the iPod Touch. Planned obsolescence did away with that. <laughs> you know, I actually still have that thing—no scratches, no cracks—but planned obsolescence made it just a just a little memory of how I started podcasting. But also with that iPod Touch. I downloaded a program called Pandora Radio, and because I already like uh, music that I understand to be pop, this L.E. Golding kind of came up in my algorithms, and I I like uh, some of her records. And uh, so L.I. or L.E. Eli, Ellie, Ellie Golding, I'm guessing, <laughs> Ellie Golding has uh, made a headline. On a news that I find interesting 12 years later. Let's check it out. So, first off, Ellie Goulding, younger than me. Didn't know that part. <laughs> Ellie Goulding has joined a wildlife charity, WWF, as an ambassador. 
in a bid to speak up for our extraordinary planet. The 35-year-old uh, chart topper has a long-standing relationship with the organization and visited Greenland's um, Jakobshavn Glacier with climatologists where she witnessed the rapid rate of ice loss firsthand. She joins the WWF as it marks its 15th annual Earth Hour event on Saturday in which the public are being asked to switch off their lights for 60 minutes. I, I, I don't know if that's going to be very effective, but you got to give it a go. You know, like, I'm a mean old fuck, but Jesus, I wish I wasn't, and I'm trying not to be, so I'm encouraging this. Give it a shot. Maybe you're on to something that I'm not on to. <laughs> All right, uh, continuing, a uh, quote from Ellie Goulding. I don't actually know what her speaking voice sounds like, so I'm pretty sure my impression will be spot on. I'm delighted to join the WWF as an ambassador because I'm passionate about speaking up for our extraordinary planet, she enthused. I know that the climate crisis and the destruction of nature can feel overwhelming at times, but I promise you, when millions of people stand together and demand change, the dial begins to shift. One thing we know is that every second counts, and every second we need to agitate for change. I want to be part of that. End quote. Perfect impression. I guarantee you if I find an interview of her, she sounds exactly like that. Continuing, Ellie, uh, whose hits include Burn, Love Me Like You Do, and Lights. Lights is my shit. That's my, that's my joint. I like that record. And uh, Lights, uh, she was among the attendees at November's COP26 Climate Summit in Glasgow. We covered that in the wine cellar. I don't think I remember her being mentioned. Well, fine then. Continuing. In July 2019, she joined uh, celebrities including actor James Norton, uh, wildlife presenter Steve Backshaw, and former Blue Peter presenter, oh Jesus, that's, they gotta change the name of that, uh, former Blue Peter presenter uh, Connie Hook, in writing to Boris Johnson urging him to cut climate emissions to net zero. The letter asked the uh, then new prime minister to prioritize help for people to switch to electric cars as well as plant more trees and make homes more climate friendly with cleaner heating systems. Ooh. Excuse moi. Uh, Tanya Steele, the, the chief executive of the WWF UK, said, quote, We are delighted to welcome Ellie as an ambassador at such a crucial time. She's an incredible advocate and will help us drive forward our work and raise awareness of the need for climate action. Earth Hour reminds us that when millions of people come together, small actions can make a big difference. When we make changes in our own lives to reduce our, to reduce our impact on the planet, we inspire those around us to do the same 
and together, we are a powerful global movement that governments and businesses can't ignore. Again, spot on impression, beyond perfect, I'm amazing. Continuing, the Earth Hour will take place from 8.30 in the p.m. on Saturday, March 16th. Oh, fuck, I'm a couple days late on this one. So, uh, the Earth Hour already happened at the time of this recording. <laughs> um, uh, with those taking part, switching off, switching off their lights after downloading the My Footprint app to track the reduction in their energy use. You're gonna want to talk to the United States Pentagon and see if they want to turn off some lights? Maybe. (laughs) Continuing, I'm having a positive attitude about this. This is positive. I am positive, William. I'm a happy guy. Yeah. Um, uh, presenter, um, and author Simon Reeve and, uh, Game of Thrones star. Uh, I think that's a, that's like a pretty popular... film series or something. A lot of folks are into that. I think Pirates of the Caribbean is better, but folks are really into these games and thrones and whatnot. Um, uh, But the presenter, uh, Simon Reeve and Game of Thrones star, Maisie? M-A-I-S-I-E? Maybe Maisie? Uh, Maisie Williams are also celebrity ambassadors for the WWF. So, I I think that's pretty uh neat, cool, hip. All right, I, th- I, th- I think that's all right, you know. And uh, and I think I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna listen to a little uh, Ellie Goulding right now. I could go for a couple of lights, light it up. Taking our rights. SJWs delete what I speak. Political correctness is keeping us weak. They want to take my fun and my freedom of speech. Ain't nobody trying to hurt your little legion of geeks. We got issues to cover. Black bodies in the street. Native women missing, getting slaughtered as we speak. We'll start shooting cops from their faces to feet. We have more by the numbers. Let them taste the defeat. Socialize the justice and make it complete. Quantify the type of liberation I seek. Economic and environment, the silent release of the quieted majority that tried to compete but the system is rigged up by the elite took the veggies off the plate now there's hatred and beef took the steady job and pay sent it straight overseas now we're left with the stress that we'll take to the street chained up beat down choked and poisoned they would love for us to muzzle up and hold the noise in but fuck that we'll knock a hole in the fence burn the corporation down to chop the owner to bits Stop the production, cause disruption, convince the consumer it's a flawed consumption. Poking holes in the culture would be hard to Cool, Dad. What is that? Some old Indian thing. What's it for? Well, I don't know much about Indians, but I do know tools. And if I had to guess, I'd say you jam one of these in the back of a white man's skull, twist the handle like so, and then your blood runs out through the hole here. Yep, that's what it's for. All right, this article on Arizona Central is uh, by Joanne Miners. Actually, her name could be Joan. Some of these, some of these white names I don't know too well. J O A N, probably just Joan and not Joanne. Joanne probably has another N and an E. 
and Miners, M-E-I-N-E-R-S. Maybe that's Meaners. I don't fucking know. All right. And so let's see what Joan has for us in this article published on March 23rd. Time of recording, March 28th, 5.58 in the p.m. Joan, sometimes science becomes too hot to handle. I get it. And uh, that's what researchers at the University of Arizona found recently when they tried to test a new air pollution monitoring system around Tucson. The scientists set out to install new equipment and implement a standardized protocol for monitoring levels of NO2, NOx, PM25, and PM10. What? Okay, let's actually go ahead and get these things defined, all right? Because what the holy heck darn is that? So this NO2 nitrogen dioxide, all right, and this NOx uh, nitrogen oxides, um, and nitrogen oxides act as um, act as indirect greenhouse gases by producing, excuse me, the tropospheric greenhouse gas ozone uh, via photochemical reactions in the atmosphere. The impact of NOx gases on global warming is not all bad, though. I nigga, I don't know enough, so I have to believe whoever wrote that. Uh, fine particulate matter, PM 2.5, is an air pollutant that is um, that is a concern for people's health when levels in the air are high. PM 2.5 are tiny particles in the air that reduce visibility and cause the air to appear hazy when levels are elevated. PM 10 describes um, inhalable particulates with diameters that are generally 10 micrometers and smaller. All right. So now let's start that paragraph over on Arizona Central. The scientists um, set out to install new equipment and implement a standardized protocol for monitoring levels of NO2, NOx, PM2.5, and PM-10. These are four common air pollutants, and it is already being used in 16 European countries. All right, this um, this uh, new equipment that's being installed in 16 European countries. By adopting the same method of air quality evaluation used in ongoing studies elsewhere, they hoped to be able to improve comparisons of Tucson's air pollution with levels in other environments and to test the accuracy of data from existing instruments around Tucson that are operated by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA, established under the administration of Richard Milhouse Nixon, to my understanding. Um, uh, the idea was that with more data that is more comparable to other global monitoring systems, they could better track changes in the air pollution at neighborhood level scales and address their impacts on human health. Okay? I think that doing this is gonna fuck around, right? You choose the fuck around option, 
and you find out that there is more confirmation on claims and assertions regarding uh what what is it um da 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 so it, it what? damn i really lost this one environmental racism i think that's it environmental racism yeah, because they're talking about neighborhoods. Hold on. Those are microcosms, buddy. Listen there. Come on. All right. Continuing on with this here thing. So, but then their instruments failed. Well, that's not good. Uh, so, let's bring in a, uh, a quote. We had uh, bought these pumps because... Uh, the manufacturer had said that they had been field tested by the military in Iraq, said uh, Paloma Beamer, one of the authors of the recent study, excuse me, which was published in the Scientific Journal of Environmental Research and Public Health earlier this month. All right. A study published in a scientific journal. If people, or if someone's talking to you, and all they say is they did a study or there is a study and they don't know who studied it or what journal is published in, completely disregard everything that person says about anything, even their fucking favorite juice flavor. Fuck them. They don't know what the fuck they're talking about. They tell you their favorite juice flavor. You find out they're talking about a glass of expired milk because they're fucking stupid continuing again wait hold on i'm being i'm nice all right upbeat happy nice guy william come on 2022 new year new me come on uh excuse me continuing ah so paul beamer said this is one of the authors of the study and he said he continues to say quote but then they said no they can't operate at this temperature fuck so it's literally going to be too hot to run uh, this equipment. Continuing, when in the middle of this year of, uh, of data collection, summer temperatures spiked in Tucson, some of the motors on the monitoring equipment pulling in air to sample levels of particulates blew their gaskets, uh, Beamer said. Uh, they had to improvise. <clears throat> so... Now, they they hop into another part of the article, so they have a subheading. Uh, Have you ever wondered how much of the heat we can blame on the heat island? Okay, continuing. Uh, Fortunately, before becoming a professor of environmental health sciences in the Mel and Enid Zuckerman School of Public Health at UA, Beamer was trained as an engineer. She figured out how to modify the monitoring equipment. Um, she used the language MacGyvering, which is like, um, that's how, that's how older white people say nigger rigging. They call it MacGyvering. All right. Uh, and uh, I think other people, I think people that are uncomfortable saying nigger rigging say jerry rigging and, and, and other such things. I say it's just poor people that can't afford, um, uh, equipment to fix something the proper way so you could do something and just get it going. But, you know, that's a lot of syllables. (laughs) Continuing. And so she figured this out by MacGyvering boxes with insulation and fans around the motors to cool them so that the research could resume. And she was admittedly excited about her technical skills being called into action. 
but she worries about this um, situation, about what this situation might foreshadow in terms of the future of air, of air quality and studies and, and um, in Tucson and other environments that are becoming hotter, drier, dustier, and more extreme as a result of climate change. Uh, quote from uh, Beamer, she says... We are in this environment that is what more of, uh, and that uh, we are in this environment that is what more of the world is going to resemble in 10 to 20 years. And if we don't focus on some of these extreme conditions, we're not going to know how to prepare ourselves. It's kind of a forewarning of what may happen. End quote. Another spot on impression fucking killing it three for three on this episode um next subheading in the article it's another way climate change threatens health well what we just read about those um air pollutants let's go back to those um to those things uh before we get under this subheading right what were those um nitrogen dioxide which uh, my little search did not turn up like a little descriptor for me, but at least I know what NO2 is. But then that NOx and nitrogen oxides act as indirect greenhouse gases by producing the tropospheric greenhouse gas ozone via photochemical uh, reactions in the atmosphere. And um, and then you have the PM 2.5, fine particulate matter. It's an air pollutant that is a concern for people's health when levels in the air are high. PM 2.5 are very tiny particles in the air that reduce visibility and cause the air to appear hazy when levels are elevated. And PM 10. It describes um, inhalable particles with diameters that are generally 10 micrometers and smaller. Back from that note to Arizona Central and the subheading, it's another way climate change threatens health. Let's get under it. Continuing with the article. The four air pollutants these uh, UA scientists, University of Arizona scientists measured, are not the only ones with human health impacts. Ground level ozone, carbon monoxide, lead, and sulfur dioxide are also considered criteria air pollutants. And this is considered by Richard Milhouse Nixon's Environmental Protection Agency and regulated based on standards set by the Clean Air Act of 19 Fothermuckin 70. The agency also keeps a list of 187 other hazard 187 other hazardous um, air pollutants which they call HAPs, hazardous air pollutants, identified by the Clean Air Act that it um, theoretically regulates in the name of safeguarding human health. Hold up. Identified by the Clean Air Act that it theoretically regulates. Hold up. Okay, that theoretically is a fucking hyperlink. Oh, cool. I love stupid bullshit like this where they have way too long of an article for me to just rabbit hole it live into this one. Holy shit, this is a book of an article. The folks at ProPublica did not fuck around with this one. Uh, The headline of that article is um, Welcome to Cancer Valley, where toxic air is about to get worse. Motherfucker. 
um, and their subheading is um, air quality has improved for decades across the U.S., but Louisiana is backsliding. Our analysis found that a crush for new industrial plants will increase concentrations of cancer-causing chemicals in predominantly black and poor communities. And holy shit, I remember covering more black people in Louisiana having cancer and getting cancer. I remember that shit. I wonder if I can find that episode of The Wine Cellar. Holy shit, damn. All right, but leaving ProPublica and coming back to Arizona Central, where that hyperlink was under the, under the word theoretically. All right, so they continue. The researchers in this study chose to focus on ambient nitrogen dioxide, NO2, oxides of nitrogen, NOx, and two sizes of particulate matter, PM2.5 and PM10, because of uh, because the first three are byproducts of combustion from industry and vehicular emissions, while the last typically result from the type of dust storms or haboobs. Really? That's the word they're going with? Haboobs? Whatever. That's like the Blue Peter presenter. You got boobs and Blue Peters. Like, let's figure out this language, okay? Get it together, nerds. I respect you. I love you, nerdy scientists. You're outstanding. But goddammit, get some better language. Um, so these dust storms and haboobs are common throughout Arizona during the summer um, monsoon. According to the Arizona Department of Environmental Quality, ADEQ, nitrogen oxides, including NOx and NO2, are highly reactive gases that result mostly from fuel combustion by vehicles and can combine with other compounds in the air to form additional hazardous types of air pollution, including ground-level ozone and small particulate matter. Now, under our final subheading, um, it is the cost of having to MacGyver science, as the homegirl did earlier in this article. All right, so they tell us uh, Nathan La- uh, Nathan Lothrop was a postdoctoral research associate at the Asthma and Airway uh, Disease Research Center at the University of Arizona when he started work on the recently published study testing a new air pollution monitoring system in Tucson. Excuse me. And uh, he set up monitoring equipment at 40 different sites in settings that ranged from more regional to more urban and street-level locations. All right, and um, taking a look, because they have a hyperlink for his uh, published uh, study, and they do have it there. It's at um, uh, mdpi.com, and you can actually search for more articles and it is um it is the in, uh, the international journal of environmental research and public health all right it's published in a real science journal all right this isn't just they said god damn it continuing 
They started the planned year by sampling in September, and at first it went well, but then May rolled around and the pump motors started to fail in the summer heat and sun. There's this picture of the funny looking uh, of of this funny looking stuff in the paper that shows this reflective mylar material uh, you would use in your car to reflect the sunlight and keep your car cool. Uh, Lothrop said, "Quote: uh, We were probably, oh, excuse me, <sighs> we were uh, probably just pushing these pumps to their limits, even though I think they should have been okay." End quote. Lothrop says uh, that this unexpected problem with equipment designed to function in hot environments raises concerns about the cost of basic air pollution monitoring in the future. Quote, this equipment costs money to run. It costs money to buy. As weather patterns get more extreme, it will probably be likely that these monitors are less and less representative of a whole city's exposure to an air pollutant, Lothrop explained. And the uh, and the reason we care about that is that we know different people around town have different levels of exposure to air pollutants around their house. And these monitoring systems may not do as great of a job in the future of capturing that. Uh, one of the consequences of globally increasing average temperatures uh, that was derailed by scientists in the most recent report from the um, intergovernmental panel. Okay, intergovernmental. All right, I get it. The, uh, from the intergovernmental panel on climate change is that weather is expected to get weirder with storms and conditionings having stronger and more localized impacts. God damn it, man. This is what niggas like me and other fucking little lefties have been saying for years on top of years on top of years. Climate change isn't just about it's gonna be hot, hot, higgity, hot, 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 hot here, hot there, hot everywhere. No, nigga, it's more extreme conditions, or as it's said in this article, weirder. All right, like right now, the fucking, um, the, the, what do we keep talking about? The polar vortex is fucked up. All right, it's not this tight-knit ball sitting over the Arctic anymore. It is a flopsy, flimsy, flattened-out thing. Like, essentially, um, climate change is an amateur in the kitchen. And uh, here we right, we're making a metaphor here or something, right? An analogy or something, right? Climate change is an amateur in the kitchen. And the polar vortex is a perfect omelet that you need to make. Climate change doesn't make the perfect omelet and just turns it into scrambled eggs because fuck it, they gave up. That's the polar vortex now. It is scrambled eggs. I think I actually want to make that a, um, a Tic Tac video, right? That little short message right there, I think little messaging like that kind of gets the point across to niggas. Let me know what you think, right? Or the homie that, that messages me from the Patreon. What do you think of that one? Is that some fly shit? I don't know. <laughs> I think it's some fly shit, kind of. Continuing. <clears throat> so it's going to get weirder. 
with storms and conditions having stronger and more localized impacts. A heavy rain might fall on one neighborhood while the next one over stays bone dry, for example. This would create pockets of higher air pollution relative to a city's average and average and necessitate more and more accurate monitoring equipment to correlate specific pollutants with health outcomes. Right? Like, I have one of these little smartphones, and on these smartphones, they tend to come with a weather application, and one of the things in that application is air quality, right? It's not just like how hard the wind is blowing, how much uh, precipitation you're going to get, what times are going to be sun up and sundown, but air quality as well. Like I noticed um, in the early days of coronavirus, air quality was just considered shit <laughs> by these applications. I wish I would have taken screenshots. All right, uh, fucking continuing. Uh, this can quickly become an environmental justice issue. Oh, I just talked about environmental racism. An environmental justice issue. Investigations have shown that major- that minority and lower income communities are often exposed to much higher levels of hazardous air pollution. Although Tucson overall actually has pretty low levels of air pollutants, it's still important to collect data on how that relates to to health over time and to do it at a neighborhood level scale, Beamer said. And remember, Beamer is a woman scientist. <laughs> All right? And, you know, that's kind of ill because you can see the shit firsthand like right here where I am. Like, the street that I'm on... It's a residential area, but like semi-trucks and all sorts of fucking um, traffic comes through here. But it is residential. On some level, it's actually a small neighborhood. But then like um, you drive out a little bit out here in Michigan, you get to a more white area, a more upper class area, right? The kind of area where like each kid the fucking school bus actually stops at their house individually as opposed to kids piling up at a bus stop or just walking the fuck to school. Like, they have signs up. Like, nope, vehicles this big or vehicles with this much weight or this type of vehicle, literally just not allowed on this street. You can't fucking come here. Fuck you. Right? But over here, we get all that exhaust about that muffler. Straight in the face. You know? It's just like that, homie. Shit. All right. So, winecellarmedia.com. Where am I with it? All right. Got my little episode up here. So, uh, hold it down for the crown. And um, what? I did this. Uh, Phoenix Cleaner and I, if you missed it, uh, we covered um, LAPD gangs. And uh, and also, what else? Uh, oh, yeah. The, the Will Smith. And we need to do a part two to the Will Smith because I want to respond to these niggas that are um, arguing over their little fanfic or whatever the fuck they're making up about the silly slap game. And uh, beyond that, more fucking podcasting, right? Uh, Patreon.com slash Media Fund, PayPal.me slash Phoenix and William. Phoenix Kalita set up one of them cash apps.